Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. This week, I've been doing something very special. We've been sharing some of the teaching from our new series on biblical worldview concerning sexuality. I tell you, this is important, and this is so confused. So many people are messed up concerning this that I tell you, it is timely. I know that the things we're dealing with are controversial, but I tell you, if we don't speak out on this, if people are left to themselves, you see what's happening in our society when people just you know, have sex however they feel like that they should have it. God is the one that created sex. God's the one that set the parameters. It's supposed to be confined to marriage. And even inside of marriage, there's a right and a wrong way. It's not just self-gratification. It's a way of expressing your love to that one person that God put you together with. And this, today, we're going to have Mike and Carrie Pickett They've ministered a lot on purity conferences when they were missionaries in Russia. They're just a blessing. And she's going to be sharing things with you today about uh, sexual purity inside of marriage. I think this will be a blessing. This is just a portion of what she's got to say in this entire series. If you'll wait at the end of the program, we'll share with you how you can get the entire set. Hi, my name is Carrie Pickett, and this is my husband, Mike Pickett, and we are so excited to be able to share with you on this course on biblical worldview on sexuality. Mike and I actually work here for the ministry for Andrew Walmack and for Karis Bible College. We've worked for over 20 years for Andrew. Um, we're the vice presidents of Karis Bible College. And one of the things that we have done for years, probably up to 16 years together, uh, overseas, around the world, and here at Karis, we've taught a lot on sexuality, purity, and just what God has intended for that. So I'm really excited to be able to share with you some really key things that will help you understand kind of what the enemy's trying to do with all the lies about sexuality and really get back to the beauty of what God created so that we know how to protect and have healthy sexuality, but also how to have healthy relationships with people around us. You know, as Carrie shared, we've been uh, had the, we've been very blessed to be able to share this all over the world. And we'll just say this, you know, it's really common, no matter where we are in the world, no matter what countries we've, we've had the opportunity to visit, people typically struggle with the same types of things. The exact same lies that the enemy has. Like we'll do anonymous questions and whether it's Africa or Bolivia or Portugal or Russia or America, they're the exact same That's right. questions. That's right. And so today, um, we're really excited that you've invited us into your home to be able to, to talk with you about this. And we're going to be really bold and, and very direct about this as well, because, you know, the world doesn't hold anything back when it tries mm-hmm. to indoctrinate us according to the principles that it wants to see established towards sexuality. And we want to make sure that w- uh, we communicate, what does the Word of God say about this? What are the standards and the parameters that God has put in place for sexuality and the reasons behind it? Because God never does anything 
that's going to harm us. God always has the very best in mind for each one of us. So as we share these principles, just understand that God's not trying to hold anything back from us. He's simply trying to to teach us how to live better lives and more satisfied and fulfilled lives in every area of our lives, including sexuality. Yeah, and so like Mike said, we're going to be really bold with you guys just because, again, the enemy is bold. So we're going to talk about a number of different things. Now, it was kind of interesting because as you're going to be listening to this series, Andrew Womack is sharing with you, Pastor Dwayne Sheriff is sharing with you, Bill Federer, Alex McFarland, Pastor Greg Moore. Pastor Greg Moore. So we just have a number of people that are going to share different scriptures and about different topics. And so some of these are going to run over onto each other because sometimes one yeah. thing can lead to another that can lead to another. But sometimes they'll they'll be just attacks, just outright attacks of the enemy. So we're just going to keep addressing just as many of them. In fact, when I was putting this together, we put a whole bunch of topics together and I called it the sexual dysfunction lesson, you know, uh, simply because there are just so many things that the enemy is trying to throw those dysfunctions at us. And so in this course, we're going to address a number of different things. And so just to make for you as the listener as clear and as truthful as discussion as possible. So as many of our ministers have already shared in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, so God created man in his own image, the image of God. He created them, male and female. He created them. He goes on to talk about in Genesis 2.24, it says, and it talks about the sexuality between the man and the woman. Mm -hmm. Again, every answer that you're needing from the Word of God about sexuality, we can go back to the original design. That's right. This is the whole goal when we talk about Genesis. This is why many of our instructors have gone back here, because if you don't go to the original design of something, then what happens is then you're going to just believe that any version or definition of something is true, but you have to line that up to the Word of God. You have to line it up and say, oh wait, this was God's original intent. So it goes on, it says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and the wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. And so these are key verses when we talk about marriage and when we talk about sexuality. You know, what's really interesting about this is that sex and, and even man and woman separate, as separate sexes and then coming together as one, God actually founded that prior to the fall. Yes, before sin. Before sin ever yeah. even came in. So we see that, you, you know, sometimes people can be ashamed of, uh, of doing things sexually because they're doing things in the dark and they do things against the parameters in which it was established. But God actually gave us the gift of sex. I remember being in Kyrgyzstan one time and we'd gotten these anonymous questions. And so we had like a thousand teenagers. And one of the questions that came in was like, why would God even create sex? And the reason it was asked kind of in a negative connotation was because they'd had bad experiences experiences. They didn't have a healthy sexual culture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm up on stage and I said, because he's good. That's why he created it. And again, it was created before the fall, which means that there was parameters and a purpose around it that we can go back to. And the enemy's plan is to take us off of that. You know, again, uh, when God created sex between a man and a woman, again, it was between a man and a woman. You know, in today's day and age. Anyone, anything, anywhere, anytime, any place. It's very ambiguous as far as the parameters of the world is trying to establish. They're saying as long as it feels right, as long as it's not causing a problem for other people, it's perfectly acceptable to do. The reality is, is that God placed those parameters so that we would have success in everything that we do. He wants us to have prosperous lives, to have fulfilled lives, to be enriched 
through the process of intimacy that he's created in the boundaries of a husband and a wife. It's like if you take, I always use this example, if you take a beautiful gold frame and it's this elaborate, beautiful, detailed gold frame, right? And you look at this gold frame and there's all this beauty of the picture within it. You know, we just put some artwork in our house and I had this frame that I, I added some stuff to the frame. I darkened it and I made it better just to make the picture look better. And what happened is that frame kind of just surrounds that picture in a whole other way. It draws out all of these things of the picture. This is exactly the same way of when God created sex and we created marriage. He said, this is my framework. And inside of this, it's gonna be beautiful. It I can bring out and draw out all the things that I want to paint and create for the unity between a husband and wife. What the enemy seeks to do is take everything outside of that frame. And anything outside of that frame becomes chaotic. That's right. That becomes confusion and begins to take you in all kinds of directions. And nobody knows where the end or the start is. And maybe you have your own boundaries, but somebody else has completely different boundaries. And all of a sudden, then people start crossing each other's boundaries. And that's where we get into a lot of all the harassment and the assault, because all of a sudden, I have boundaries that you didn't know about, but you didn't have those boundaries because we're living in a world that everything's outside side of the frame of That's God. Right. That's right. And so what we're trying to do is just say, let's look at this biblical worldview of this frame and say, look at how good it is. Look at how great it is. But at the same time, say, what's not supposed to be inside of that? That's right. So if we look at four different things from those scriptures in Genesis 1, and then in 2, 24, okay, God created four things. Number one, God created the male and female with their unique attributes and sexual functions. That's so they right. were created sexually to complete each other. Two, God created a covenant unity where a man and a female join a new family. They join as a new family, engaging in sexual unity where there is no shame. That's right. That's because it, because it talked about Adam and Eve and they both were naked and they were not ashamed. So it's within, again, that context of marriage that you can have sexual relationship and unity and then not be shameful. It's before marriage that it's shameful. Mm -hmm. It's before marriage. It's outside of marriage. It's outside of marriage. Whether it's whether it's being shameful in in the act with another person or being shameful in, in the case of masturbation and trying to, to satisfy oneself. Right. Either way, it's outside of God's framework. And so there was no shame because of the two of them, how God created them as man and as woman. Three, God created sex, and we said this before, before sin entered the world. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we can get back to the original creation of what sex was designed to be. And it was designed to be a spiritual blessing, and there was permission. And not only was it permission, God said, go, number four, he said, go and multiply. So there's a blessing of multiplication to sexuality because in that there's expression and, and joy and freedom and worship, right. right? That you can worship God. This is what I always say. And people always kind of look at me like, okay. But again, this is going back to God's original intent that a husband and wife in a sexual relationship, it actually becomes worship to God. I think that's really powerful there because that means that it's not just between the, the man and the woman. It also means that God's involved in the process, that there's anointing there to, mm -hmm. to experience all the blessings that God has for you in every single step of the way. And what I like, what I like about what Carrie's just sharing there on the fourth one, you know, within the parameters of the covenant that God created between a man and woman, he said, be fruitful and multiply. And later he said, and replenish the earth. 
I'll tell you, what, what an incredible gift God has given us, not just to duplicate ourselves, but to be fruitful through the process. And, and being fruitful means that you are replicating yourself, that you're reproducing little use, <laughs> that, that you're understanding the whys behind and, and yeah. you're satisfied and you're being fulfilled through the process. Again, as Carrie was sharing, when we have sex outside of the covenant relationship that God has established for us, there's always shame. Now, people can definitely harden their hearts. Yeah. People can do things to make it where they don't feel anything. But I'll tell you something, there, there's not the self celebration that God has caused. Mm-hmm. God, no. can, God will not be involved in that aspect of out of covenant intimacy mm-hmm. because God has created within certain parameters. And again, those parameters, I know we keep on saying this, those parameters are, are not there to hinder us. Those parameters are there because God loves us, because God wants to protect us. You go outside of that, the parameters of that relationship, there's so many things that can happen. Oh, they get so hurt and damaged and wounded. I don't know how many young women, young men we have counseled, and that going outside of God's timing and God's way, mm-hmm. whether they were never taught or it was rebellion, just brought so much disgrace and regret and shame. And so this, and, and what, I, what we were saying before, and when you said this, I thought, man, this is so true is that when we talk about inviting God into sexuality, most people get really uncomfortable. Two people, two groups get really uncomfortable. The non-believer, because they're like, oh my gosh, that just seems weird, guys. And two, sometimes the believer can get uncomfortable yeah. with that because again, they that think covers, like, covers everybody. well, sexuality, yeah, exactly. Sexuality is, you know, kind of that thing you just hope God doesn't see when actually God created it. So it can be in something we invite God into. We're not inviting him into our dysfunctions, right? And saying, just approve of what I'm doing. But instead saying, God, within my dysfunctions, you can heal them up so that now I can actually start to enjoy it the way it was supposed to be. That's right. That's right. So good. In John chapter 10, verse 10, the word says that the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, but he said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. Now, we also understand that after God created the parameters for sex to really thrive in, uh, we all know that the fall came, sin entered into the world, and therefore what happens is we started uh, just kind of wandering outside the parameters that God has established. And because of this, all these different things came in, all the negative aspects that brings, like Carrie was sharing before, heartache and, and people being hurt and, and people not being locked into that covenant relationship and not having the security of being together for their whole lives. But also on a physical sense, you know, you look mm-hmm. at today, um, all the sexually transmitted diseases, all those different things that can happen when you border out, when you wander outside the borders that God has created. And you know, when we say about John chapter 10, verse 10, it's really key because it says the enemy always comes to steal. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So when the enemy looks at sexuality, his only goal is to steal, kill, and destroy from you. And so we have to realize that as good as God created this parameter, the enemy, no matter what subject it is, whether it's sexuality or healing or finances or any other thing, whether it's raising your kids, he's always looking for something to hijack. He's always looking for a counterfeit. He's always looking to try to sabotage something that God originally created because sexuality was supposed to be a picture of God and intimacy with man, that he can have this deep intimacy with us where we can be totally open and transparent, loving God, knowing that he absolutely loves us unconditionally, and then we get to respond in obedience. It's this whole dynamic of, you know, Lord, my life is no longer my own. It belongs to you. I live for you. It's this whole spiritual picture of of what we have with Christ. And so this is what's so powerful when we realize that we have an enemy 
then we say, okay, if we have an enemy, then there's very specific lies he's trying to do. So we want to address some of these lies, okay? And again, I I wish we could go into this a lot more, but this is an introduction, okay? So when we talk about some of the lies of the enemy, one of the key lies is fornication. And that's not necessarily a a really uh, big word that we can say that the world uses fornication. Like, you know... it's, it's, but it is a very key dynamic when we start talking about fornication because fornication, definition of fornication is sexual relationship with another person outside of the marriage covenant. You know, in today's day and age, the reason why it's not utilized as much is, is because it's become perfectly acceptable within society to have many sexual partners throughout your lifetime. Yep. And whether you're married or, or not, to be able to embrace that type of a lifestyle outside the covenant that God has created. Because it goes back to if you can do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. and there are no boundaries. And this is a real key push of the enemy that says, you know, God, don't listen to God. God can't tell you what to do. You can just do whatever you want. That's right. And because of that, that that has been, you look at the revolution, the sexual revolution. If you go back and look at things, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you'll see very, very progressive uh, movement towards whatever. And they really came against, you know, when the church tried to speak out, eventually they were just like, well, we can do whatever we want. This is sexual revolution, right? And then all the consequences that that began to do, and people basically got hardened Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's okay. And where before, like somebody having sex outside of marriage, it was like, oh my gosh, that, that girl or that guy, oh my gosh, she's, she's like a a prostitute or something. You know, it was just really, you know, back in the forties and fifties, it was unacceptable getting pregnant before you got married. Unacceptable. Where today it's celebrated, even getting better credit on your taxes if you don't get married. I mean, like to the place, places, the world. If you do get married. If you do get married. But the whole, the actually they're doing that. If you don't get married, you get better. Yeah. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. So the one of the things is that you look at this and and you see that the world has no problem with it. You'll see it in movies, television, sitcoms. The world's even trying to redefine what the covenant of marriage is. And when you look at the laws that are being passed nowadays, um, it's gone from a woman and a man being being able to be married to uh, a man and a man, a woman and a woman. It's moving moving towards the progression of of a man and something else besides another human. Yeah. And so there are so many different aspects that are happening now in the world today that are really drawing the attention away from the parameters that God has established and 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 putting it out there where mm-hmm. it's perfectly acceptable to to do these different things. You know, in I believe it was in 2017 that, that the divorce rate for the United States reached 50%. And that's not only in the world, but that's also in the Christian church. Wow. And that's because the parameters that have been established for marriage have been thrown away. And oftentimes what's happened is our people are engaging in premarital sex and it's 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 skewing their their opinions of that what intimacy actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And then when they enter into marriage, they're finding it more and more difficult to connect with their spouses and then stay together during those difficult times because prior to getting married, you had sex with somebody else. If that was the case, then you can go your way and, and they can go their way. There really was no commitment that was there. But in today's world, that's exactly what's being 
propagated throughout society. And we just need to really understand that, God, again, God put those parameters in there to keep us safe, to keep us protected so that we can guard our hearts. And we can have that intimacy, understand that there's a security there as well, mm -hmm. that you can share your heart openly, not just share your body, share your mind, share your, your weaknesses, share your strengths, whatever it is that's going on, on the inside of you, you can share that with another person. And there's a relationship there, there's a security there that you're gonna be together. So when we went back to Genesis, it was talked about the two shall become one flesh. So this is what the really the dynamic because it's sexuality is not just about bodies. It is about a spiritual connection. It's about right. two becoming one. And this is why when people have multiple sexual partners, there's just this constantly ripping apart whenever they leave each other and there's just this being joined together. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13, the Bible talks about this. It says, meats are for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So it's talking about the writer here, Paul was talking to the Corinthians, he says, listen, listen, your body is not for fornication. That's not why God created you. You were created to serve and glorify God. You're supposed to have this relationship with God. And within that, then God has this interaction that you can have with other people. He goes on in verse 15 and through 18 says, know not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know not that he who is joined to harlot is one. It says, for two, he says, shall become one flesh. He says, but he that is joined to the Lord is one in spirit. And then he goes on and says, flee fornication. I mean, run from it. Don't let it be something that you think is acceptable. Every sin that a man does, this, he does without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. So it's this dynamic if you're coming together multiple times with multiple partners and you're becoming one flesh. This is why so many people, when they get married, Finally, if they find somebody and they get married, it's hard to have that true intimacy and that true connection because I guarantee the enemy is going to try to bring up all those other sexual relationships, all those other memories, all that other, whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether there was pleasure or not, he'll try to bring that all into this marriage covenant relationship. And that's not where it's supposed to belong. Man, I know that that blessed you. I tell you, Carrie and Mike, her husband, are just a tremendous blessing to me, to this ministry, and I know that they blessed you today with this. Remember that this is just a portion of the teaching that she has in this set on biblical worldview sexuality. If you would like to get the whole thing, we are offering this entire teaching right here. There's 10 hours worth of teaching. There's two hours worth of panel discussion, taking people's questions. And then we also have a package deal where you can get the original set that I did, 12 hours of teaching on foundational truths of biblical worldview. We are going to just keep coming out with these things, dealing with all kinds of issues and I believe that this would bless you. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information. Please call or write and receive this material. I promise you it would bless you and equip you to be able to minister to other people. Today, Andrew's pleased to offer the next topic in the Biblical Worldview series titled, Biblical Worldview, Sexuality. In this series, Andrew's joined by Alex McFarland, Bill Federer, Dwayne Sheriff, Greg Moore, and Mike and Carrie Pickett as they outline the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview with regard to sexuality. 
Each of the 12 lessons includes a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and personal access code to the online videos. Through the online platform, you'll have access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. You can get Biblical Worldview Sexuality today for only $120. Or you can receive Biblical Worldview Sexuality as part of the Biblical Worldview package, which includes both installments from Andrew's Biblical Worldview series, Foundational Truths and Sexuality. This package has a catalog value of $240, but you can get them both today for only $197. Go to awmi.net to order these valuable resources today. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719 635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. The question before us for this election is what kind of country is this going to be? When Ben Franklin was met by Mrs. Powell coming out of the Constitutional Convention, she said, well, Mr. Franklin, what have you given us? A monarchy or a republic? And he said, a republic if you can keep it. And we are at that moment, I believe, where the Founding Fathers are looking down from heaven, wondering, are we going to keep it? Go to truthandliberty.net for more information on how you can vote your values this November. Sometimes a gift. Once upon a time, many years ago, in the ancient land of Persia can change your life forever. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? Bring Keras with you wherever you go with our new Keras app. Free to download, the Keras app allows you to easily access everything Keras Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive grace content and explore unique Keras features. Download your app today.
If you haven't yet partnered with us, I'd like to encourage you to pray about it. And then if the Lord says so, join with us because we are taking the gospel not only through television, but we've got over 70 uh, different locations around the world, offices, I think in 16 different nations. Uh, we have uh, probably 8,000 students going through Karis Bible College at any time with over 8,000 graduates. We're pumping out millions and millions of free material through our website, over 200,000 free hours of material on our website. And we're just reaching all around the world. We couldn't do it without partners. And so I would like to ask you to pray about it. If you want to make a difference, I believe that this is a good ministry. You'll get a great return, not only in heaven, but in this life, you'll receive a hundredfold. So join with us and become a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries today. I tell you, I'm excited. God is going to do something special during these meetings. I felt that he was just speaking truth. The perspective is so different. It's so new and the, the understanding runs so deep. God has given us everything that we need in seed form and the Word of God has to be sown in your heart. Man, that is powerful. I know that he gets before the Lord and there's always a freshness, even on things that we already have revelation on. There's a today in time word. You have to get to where you believe in the power of words every moment of every day. When you start speaking to your problem and commanding it to leave, that's when you start seeing great things happen. Andrew's teaching and the love that he has for God's word and truth, it is the gospel truth. 